Good morning. Before I start, I want to point out that we have on the small table in the vestibule some updated uh, timelines of Mother Clara's life. So feel free to pick one up if you wish to have one. We have plenty. So who is this woman, Theresia Fender, who later was known as Mother Clara Fender, foundress of our congregation in 1860? How do we reflect on her essence? Coming to know Mother Clara has been a process, not only with the unfolding information about her life, but coming to know her through our own spiritual unfolding and deepening. In reflecting on Mother Clara, I would like to begin with sharing some insights about her through the eyes of two other people. Pauline Malenko, the foundress of the Sisters of Christian Charity, and Franciscan Capuchin, Father Donal O'Mahony, who spoke at our general chapter in 1991. Teresia Fender felt the call to religious life, and at the age of 23, she joined the Sisters of Christian Charity, a community newly founded by Pauline Mollenkraut in Paderborn, Germany. Here she received the name Sister Clara and was the fifth new member of this new community. We can presume she learned much about the beginnings of a new foundation in the 10 years that she was with that community. Mother Pauline cherished a special regard for Clara and saw her as a woman of rich experience and background, no doubt much of it coming from her years of assisting her father in his office as mayor. <clears throat> in 1854, when Pauline was considering Clara for handling a very delicate task, she wrote in a letter to the superior of the house where she was going. And I quote, Clara is so good at persuading people. She is a great lover of peace and knows how to prove God's love of peacemakers. This says a lot about the character of Mother Clara. Though Clara was happy with what she was doing, some doubts began to rise within her about whether she was in the right place. After a significant period of prayer and discernment, she made the decision to leave the Sisters of Christian Charity in 1859 to found her own community. It was painful for Pauline to say goodbye. to say goodbye to Clara, but she knew this decision was made after much discernment, and she supported her decision. 
When Clara left the Sisters of Christian Charity, the first thing she did was walk to the Franciscan Church in Paderborn and became enrolled as a Third Order Franciscan. We may never know what drew her to do this, but this was obviously an important first step for her to take, as she would later place her community under the patronage of St. Francis. Regarding the Franciscan way of life chosen by Mother Clara, I would like to also share some reflections by Father Donald O'Mahony given at our general chapter in Rome in 1991. Having read about Mother Clara's life and having read the founding constitution, Father Donal had this to say about her. He felt Mother Clara caught the essence of Franciscanism in our 1860 founding constitution. He saw it as utterly Franciscan. He further reflected that he saw Mother Clara as a courageous woman who had a tremendous belief in and faith in Jesus Christ and never relented in the face of problems with the church nor with the government. Parenthetically, at that time, the ecclesiastical authorities saw Mother Clara as stubborn. Another point I found interesting in Father Donald's reflection was that when Mother Clara speaks of prayer for the church and reading what follows, it seemed clear to him that Mother Clara's view of church was global. As a, con excuse me. As a congregation, we are not tied to a specific apostolate, but are called to address whatever loving service is sent our way. Her vision for the community was very clear. Father Donal also commented that Mother Clara had focus and clarity about her life. She expressed at the beginning of her life, I want to become holy at any cost. When we look at the life of Francis and the words of today's gospel, both Francis and Jesus often went to the mountain to pray. While Mother Clara didn't go to the mountain to pray, the Eucharist and prayer before the Blessed Sacrament were sources of her strength. This was so important to her that she included this in her founding constitution. She organized her community around perpetual adoration. It was here the sisters found the solitude and quiet, the peacefulness, the strength to carry out their service. For Mother Clara, prayer was the breath of the soul, and there was no separation between the contemplative and active life. These were integrated. 
The reading from Colossians today speaks of being clothed in compassion, generosity, humility, forgiveness, and over all these, put on love. This is not so different than the emphasis Mother Clara wrote in her founding constitution. Let love be the queen, the rule, the spirit, and the life of the congregation. She calls her sisters, that's us, to bear a deep love for one another, to show one another the greatest possible charity in a loving manner, helping and accepting help. Note the second part, accepting help, giving counsel and accepting counsel. Again, her message is very clear. Mother Clara leaves us a rich legacy. She was a woman of great strength, of courage, of unwavering faith. She was indeed a victim of the Kulturkampf, and through grave misunderstandings, was removed from office by ecclesiastical authorities. Her good name was calumniated, and she lived in utter poverty in Rome while trying to see the Pope to clarify all that had happened. We know that through all of this, she never became embittered. Her faith remained strong, and she always believed that, and I quote, our ways are mysteries of divine providence, which lead us according to God's will, even though we do not understand it. We must be steadfast and not waver. Mother Clara died in Rome on this day, October 5th, 1882 with the words, Come, St. Francis, I am ready. It is up to us now to fan the flame ignited by Mother Clara's spirit and carry it forward. She herself wrote in the founding constitution, Love is a fire that does not rest. We gather today as a tribute to Mother Clara and to her life, and we engage with those who help us to tend the flame. In doing so, our desire is that our corner of this vast global village will be ignited with this same spirit. In closing, I would like to add that Mother Clara's good name was officially, was officially restored with the Church on February 1st, 2018 in the Cathedral in Paderborn.